What are the odds that the one day your car breaks down, you find yourself being driven home by a priest? This is a human interest podcast with Evelyn Wamboy, a weekly podcast where we get to hear stories about people, why they do what they do, and about life, successes, losses, challenges, and lessons. Simon Mwangi is a 42-year-old father of two who called me one afternoon and told me he had just parked outside our office. I took a few minutes before I briskly walked out and into his cab. He was pleasant. Simon, I asked. Yes. He would later tell me that is one of his pet peeves when it comes to his Kenyan customers, me now included, obviously. I'm sorry to say this, but most majority of the people from the West, European, Americans, they're very respectful. When they, they ask you to come, pick me. They're able even to see you coming. And you find somebody on the road waiting for you. Or if it's an office, they're outside. But some of our African brothers, sometimes they think it is your right to call them. When you reach, they don't even check their phone. So you reach, you call them, and somebody tells you, no, no, I'm coming. So you wait for five, ten minutes for somebody. I chuckle in embarrassment and quickly realized this was going to be a long and chatty ride home. I'm not a fan of the online taxi service. I hate how they use the term Sarge to make you pay way more than the estimated cost. This trip, for example, was estimated at between 650 and 730 Kenya shillings, which is about six and seven dollars respectively. I ended up paying 1,520 shillings, 15 dollars, more than double the amount. It was clear from that morning that this was going to be one of those days. One of those frustrating days out to prove a point. The one day I had several errands to run after work and desperately needed my car. The one day. That's how I found myself seated at the back of Simon's cab. Simon was chatty. Five minutes in, and he had indulged me on all matters corruption. From the, these leaders have decided to steal from us left, right and centre. To, this mercury in our sugar, what do we do? There was something different about him though. He wasn't your typical cab guy. His conversation coloured outside the lines. And this is stereotypical of me, my apologies, but he sounded like someone who had done much more. And so I engaged him and quickly realized I needed my recorder. Are you, are you, what, are you, what do you do, by the way? Now that you even have this one, just I to know. ask. No, this one. He turned and for the first time looked at me as I fumbled to explain about the podcast. Stories about people about life. He turned around and after a few seconds said something that stuck with me. When people tell their stories, he said, it helps you build your own. 
Here is Simon's story, and in it, a mix of important life lessons. The importance of saving, taking risks, investing in savings and credit cooperative organizations known popularly as SACOs, best and worst clients, and stereotypes. Enjoy. First of all, I was working for the church, eh? mm-hmm. and the church is uh, for the Catholic Church. The church is not uh, very good in paying people. Mm-hmm. So me, me, I left the organization which was working for the church, and I started my own. I started, I decided to get employed. I was employed with an organization called Watoto Chao, Children in Africa organization. It's a program for children with special needs. In this organization, for me, I worked for six years. Then later, the founder of this organization passed on, and uh, depending, I was not getting a lot of money. Take home was around that seven thousand. So when the organization came almost collapsing, the I decided to to to, to step down, in agreement with with the with the organization uh, management, and I decided to buy a small matatu, so an old matatu, Nissan matatu like that one, fourteen seater. So that 14-seater, I worked with it for two years. Then by the time I left the organization, I worked myself, I drove it myself for one year. Then I found out, no, this is too much. With the Matatu, you need to pay insurance every month, which is about 10000 You need, there is a lot of problem with the police on the road. If you leave it with the other people working for you, they tell you there's no money. So you get little money. So you're supposed to get like 3,000 per day from Matatu. But at the end of the day, every week you find that what you are spending is more. It's, okay, it's not necessarily more than what you are saving, but it's a lot. So you realize you can't make your ends meet. So me, what I did, I stopped working with my Matatu. I employed people with that Matatu. And I started to lend, I decided to lend a car work for this online taxi business. I worked for six months. So with that, with that uh, rented car. Then from there I realized that, you know, with this on, online taxis, at least you can make 5,000 per day. So with 5,000 per day, maybe you can get what fuel is like 1,200. So you see, you can make around 3,800. You are take home. But now if you are renting a car, it means 2,000 you give somebody else. And then for you, take home maybe between a thousand, a thousand and two thousand every day. So after that, me, I said, no, this is too much. What can I do? I had a plan. We have a saving, saving. We are, uh, we started an organization. We are 10 of us, which is saving and credit organization. Okay. It's a self-help group. So in this self-help group, I had saved 100 and around 170,000. So I went to them and I said, now me, I need uh, a loan. So they gave me, what, 3,000, 300,000. So with the 300,000, I went to Mombasa. I got a car on credit. And the car, inclusive of everything, insurance for a year, car, truck, everything, it came to 750. So now we agreed with the owner of the car. I work and each month I pay him that 7,500 for 12 months. So now I've already paid for four months. So me, I'm happy because with this kind of a car, 
I, I, if I need to take my family somewhere, if I need to go home, my home is in Mulanga. If I need to go home, I don't have to ask anybody a question, uh, permission to use the car. But when you rent a car, you, 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 you have to really get uh, somebody give you permission to use that, use that car to outside the job. And even if I go with that car, I have to pay. So even if I'm not working, once I have that car, I have to pay every day. So that's why for me, I think it is better for people to think of how they can save. And in that saving, you own, even if it's your own car, small car, it's better, far much better than being employed. There are people who give cars on credit. And these cars on credit, of course, you, you go and agree, this car is going to cost this much. Then from there, these people, they prefer you pay 50% of the deposit, of the, of the amount, of the cost of the car. But even if you don't have 50%, you, can, you pay according to how you agree. So the thing is, these people, they don't look at your bank account. What they look at is how much money have you come with? What are you going to do with the car? Because uh, they're in business. These people are in business. What they need is to sell their cars. Because at the end of the day, they, they still have the logbook of this car. So if, you don't, if I don't pay and they have a car truck for this car, so if I don't pay them, they will just come for their car. So it, there is that agreement. We have a sale agreement with them that you need to pay this car. Then after that, you go and get your, your, your logbook, your name. If, if I had asked the bank to pay for me this car, of course the bank would have paid that 750000 Then from there, they will increase with their interest, bank interest. For these people, the, especially the, the Muslims, our Muslim brothers, once you have agreed it's 750, it is 750, not even 751. So you, what you have agreed is what you have agreed. It's not like the bank that they will need, that now they put the interest. No. That is the problem with the banks. And the banks, the other problem, me, I've gone to the banks. I've gone to different banks. Even I can tell you these banks. I've gone to Equity. I've gone to Sidian Bank. I've gone to Unitas, that's a circle, that's a bank. But what these people, they want is to see that how much money have you retained in the bank. Now, when you're working in the informal sector, how will you be able to have all that money in the bank unless they, they kickstart you? But they want you to have the money with you. Why will you have saved that money? You are being paid the salary of that 5000 How will you save that you have like 300000 in the bank? Or even if it's 200000 how will you save? You can't. You can't manage with that kind of, that you have a bank balance of 300,000. With this kind of informal sector, it's not possible. And with that kind of a salary, it's not possible. So what the best thing, me, I, I can tell people what they can do is to enter into circles whereby you can come together. Like for me, I'm in, I'm in like three different circles. Like now, for example, with my salary, I cannot even be able to buy a plot. But I've already bought like, we are like six of us, and we have already five plots. We are another group. We are a twelve of us. We have already bought like five, five plots. How? You 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 save two thousand per day with a, with as a group. Once you get the money, you buy one plot. You save again. You get the money. You, you buy another plot. But so you may not have something written in so and so's name, but when you registered a group with the AG chambers, you register an, an organization. You can invest in that, and at the end of the day, maybe when you are six of you, when you buy all these pros, you can divide among yourself.
people are these people your friends or are they just people with how did you meet these groups you see these groups how we how we have come up with this group is that like i can give you one group one group i asked my friend we joined together then for him we bring his friend then the friend we have brought it brings his friend so at the end of the day you bring people you kind of know each other let me show you how we, i think we better go this way then come out from here so we you 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 do like that you go friends yes but some of the group i don't know the people we are together until we came together because these people are brought up by different people me maybe i know only three or four so those three or four also they bring their own two three people so you have to yeah they don't really have to be your close friends but they you need to know one or two people whom you are dealing with so that they can bring people you can trust because here is out of trust yeah were you scared that you will not you know there's the the fear of what yes. when you are employed you know at least every month yes i have my salary but you know when you employ yourself there are good days there are bad days election times were you scared that maybe it would be able to to work yeah yeah there is that fear people like for me i used to fear i i was fearing when i lose i leave this job even my wife she was fearful now if you leave a job what do you do but i said you know there is one thing you say if you don't take a risk you can't succeed so i i i, I took the leap of faith and i say let me take a risk and that's why you see even before i went for my car I decided to rent a car. That is part of the fear because I did not want to get rid of the small of the matatu before I have because even when I was leaving the job I already had that plan. I had already even bought the car of the the matatu car when I was in the job. So I was leaving the work without full up price. Even when I got this car I already had that matatu. So this car when I was going for it when I went to le- to, to rent a car already I had a matter but now after i get this car i saw that matter too because i realized the, what you were making with that matter too everything is going back to that matter too. The, the 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 police insurance is an old car so it needs repair so for me uh, it is good i used to fear and i'm fearing that but i realize that sometimes when you take a risk it's far much better because at the end of the day it is more pain yeah and more satisfying And you know with this kind of online online taxis the good thing with the online taxis is that you know you work at your own time any time 24/7 seven days a week that is work so you plan me I don't work more than 10 hours maximum my work is 10 hours even when I used to get employed because you know, when when you start working you, know, you need to have a target what do you want to achieve so me I don't want to people sleep in the vehicles and no I can't do that I have a family but now the thing is that you get a target what do you want to get if you do that you can proceed mm. so fear is there but what do you do you have to take a risk what if you are a, you are sacked without planning what do you do so sometimes it's good to, to take a risk this online taxis can give you work there's no need of sitting around sitting aloud saying you don't have to work if you have a license 
it is you have qualified it is better than just sitting in the house yeah you need just to respect one thing don't drink and drive because if and if you drink if you don't want to drive stop the car take the car home go and drink because that is one of the biggest challenges we have in Kenya drink driving is a big big problem but if you can be able to restrict yourself that you you are able to stop drinking and then drive you can make money and you can make ads meet do you think there are people who disrespect you because they think oh, this is just a taxi guy. So many. You know, there are so many people who, 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 who... Let me give you an example. Two days ago, I called a lady and this lady, she had two children. These two children, she, she went to pick two, two children from the school. And this lady did not even care about the children. The children poured water on the seat, that car, where you are seated, by the way. And I asked this lady, now, when you pour all this water, you know, I'm go not going to, I'm stopping to work because I cannot carry, carry, carry vehicles, uh, people on a, on, a, on a wet car. And this lady, you know, so said, no, you, I don't, you know, this is children. Do, don't you have children? I said, no, that's the issue is not whether I have children or not. But you see, it is your responsibility to look after children. These are young children. They are kids who are in, in pre-unit. So these are young children. Why can't you take care of them? At least check on their bags. You know what they said? said? I said, no, no, no. You, you just forgive me. I, I said, no. You know, I have stopped working because I. By the way, you have to stop working. I have to stop working. I have to go home. I had only eight hundred in my pocket. That trip was costing me only two hundred. Then I asked her, does this really? How do you feel if I, you are the one who is this kind of work? She just said, no, I don't have money, and she walked away. It was very painful another worst experience. Actually, I think that is the worst I've ever had. Is this guy, I needed to pick him at the office of the president on Harambe Avenue. I think he, was, he, he works for the AG Chambers there. And in the middle of the road, there are traffic police officers. I make a round all the way from Supreme Court, all the way going down to pick him. I tell him I'm here. I reach there, the guy is not there. Just to stop a bit, and the police are telling you, move. You make the second round. So when you reach there, <coughs> this guy tells you, why didn't you wait for me? Ask him, how can I wait for you here when you see I'm being moved? No, but uh, they know me. I said, no, you did not tell me who you are. And even if you, you, you are, I actually told him, even if you are the, the owner of this uh, office, what matters is I have to respect the traffic rules. I can't stop in, the in front of the office of the president waiting for you. I think the next time, please wait for the car. The guy was mad. But at the end of the day, I took him where he was going. But I was not happy because he thinks he has a very important job. He also forgets that also I have a job to respect. When somebody see you driving a car, they may think you have not gone to school. Some of us have degrees, by the way, even master's degree. I can't come here to show you that. No, I have this degree, I have this degree. I can't start crying, I don't have a job. And you have something you can do. You can live in. But you know, not many people who can do anything. And you see some of these drivers, it's not that they, don't, they, they cannot get a, a white-collar job. You can get a white-collar job, but you don't have that job one. So what do you do? So I think we need to respect each other. But also I think some drivers also are disrespectful. 
the customer. So it is two way. What did you study? I did social sciences in the university. Then I did the masters in counseling psychology at this university. And were you able to use any of that, or how? how yeah, did you use it? I was. Uh, I was using it when I was working for the organization. But it also became very difficult because, you know, okay, one thing, my only, uh, I use a lot counseling because I meet a lot of people and I talk to a lot of people, but I've not used it as, um, you know, to earn a living with it. So what would you tell, like, people is your greatest lesson? No matter how much you are earning, learn to save and learn to save. If you save, even if you are saving a hundred or two hundred, that is what matters. It's not what you get at the end of the, of, of the, of the, of the month. Even if you get 300,000, learn to save. And saving means like in, in that you maybe like, like what I'm saying, like in circles or, at least learn to save. That is my biggest lesson. Yeah, if you don't save, all your money you got to drink, you got to eat, you take your children out to play and what. At the end of the day, those children, they need something. So if you don't save, like now, for example, this guy have got it out of my savings. Even if I got a loan of 300,000 from the circle, if I don't, if I not saved, I could not get it. So we, I think people, we need to learn to save. That's the best way, yeah. To save something small. Just before I got off, I asked him a question that lingered. Why did he decide on counselling psychology? And Simon said, I didn't want to say this before, but I was a priest. I did counselling psychology because a lot of my congregants came to me a lot for counselling and I felt I needed to study it so that I could help them better. When I was, I was in the church, I realised many people came to church not for spiritual matters, but they wanted to be counselled. So when I was doing it, I, th I hope, I hope, I thought, I thought I would continue, going, continue working for the church. But I realized I, I moved out of that organization. So when I was doing it, I was doing it for my own, to build my own capacity. So originally I wanted to build my own capacity. So that's why I was doing it. But eventually I, 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 I did not use it. He says his family has never accepted that he left priesthood. And some people still call him Father Simon. One thousand five hundred and twenty shillings later, and suddenly I wasn't feeling so bad. I guess it was more than a cab ride home. The Human Interest Podcast is on the hunt for great stories. Do you have one? Drop me a line on thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com. That's thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com. Until next week, this is the Human Interest Podcast with Evelyn Momboy. Mm -hmm.